shit! I got the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Forgotten Ranch podcast. I'm going to start over. Wow. No, it's fine. Go ahead. No, now we gotta edit this part out. Well, okay. Welcome look. to the Forgotten Red Podcast, episode two. We have a very special guest today. His name is Gregory Youngblood. We can call him Greg. Uh, Tanner is also here with us today. Uh, Yo, Greg. <laughs> Greg, how are what you the here? fuck is up, Diddies? <gasps> Greg, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, I'm here <laughs> because I was asked to be here, so here I am, and technically I'm... tricked. Well, we did trick Greg into coming to edit episode one for us because our two magnificent brains just couldn't handle it. And my good looks got me a spot on a podcast with no video. That's true. It's not in the budget yet, Greg. It's not in the budget. It's not in the budget. Not it's not budget. there. You guys just let that joke fall on its face. Welcome to the podcast. Second drop off. Was I supposed to call you ugly? Was I supposed to lie? <sighs> There are one to tens of people listening to this. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking lie. There's tens quite of possibly of people. Tens of ones of people <laughs> listening to this exact episode. So we were talking uh, after the last podcast, Tanner and I, and you know, we decided that like, we want all tiers of restaurant industry people to be here. And Greg happens to be one of those people. The bottom tier. That has worked at the bottom tier, as bottom well as feeders. the mid tier, as well as the bottom tier again. Uh yeah, Greg worked at a restaurant where in the, in the last episode, if you listen to it, um, the whole restaurant smells like th- that guy's wings that he got at Hooters that one time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> let you decide what what restaurant that is. Yeah, by all means, Greg, I, I kind of want to hear. I want to kind of want to hear some uh, some stories from you, man. Like what you what you got for us? Okay, uh, should I start with like the most interesting stories or? Oh wow, kind of yeah, like. Are we going chronological? I mean, chronologically. Let's, let's yeah. Let's go, go a little let's chronological. Go, yeah, try here. to go chronologically like, so we can we can see your your journey through this. Yeah, your day one. How you got to where you are now? Yeah, your day one skip to like your day one hundred. Yeah. Uh, normal start like most kids. Uh, sixteen got a job in a restaurant. Par- parents are divorced. No. Oh, okay. No. Sorry, that was just me. Sorry, yeah. I was <laughs> privileged to a degree. I'm talking about myself personally. Oh god, uh, he is white. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> the barbecue restaurant. It was family owned. Uh, there was a little bit of drama, like you know, like all places when you're you hire nothing but 16 year olds and pay a minimum wage. You're not gonna get you know the cream of the crop. Just a bunch of kids doing the absolute least Mi- minimal. Yeah, because you know that's how you do what it. What was your job title there at the barbecue place? I refer to myself as a professional meat handler. Yeah, you handle the meat. I work to the back, if you know what I mean. With uh, your meat? Yeah. Yeah, chucking chucking that fucking chuck, if you know what I mean. Chucking the chuck, yeah. Chucking the chuck. 80-20. 80-20, baby. Working the giant smoker pit in the back of the restaurant. That was my main job. Oh, so you were, you were recreational. Well, girl's nickname was the smoker pit. <laughs> <laughs> it is Port Natchez. Oh, uh, oof. Uh, let's see, to cut to the interesting stuff. I peed in a cup for a bunch of people. Okay. Wait, because what? They, for yeah, a crowd? Like super southern uh, barbecue restaurant in Texas. So they yeah. drug tested their 16-year-old employees. They paid minimum wage because, you know, you do that. Excuse me? Yeah. I've like, never heard of that. I've never, that I've never been to a restaurant. If most restaurants drug tested, they would not have 100%. workers. They thought that was a good idea. And they wouldn't have workers if they didn't have meat. So the owners were old Boy and white. Scout. Straight up, I would piss in cups and then drop them in the back of the toilet and I'd do four at a time. Like you'd upper decker? Yeah, I'd you'd, unleash you'd the upper whole piss. With your pee? I would take a bunch of the cups and unleash, like, the kids' cups, I mean, from the restaurant. Let's I'm aware. Oh, These aren't even drug test cups. These are... No, because I can't like, grab their drug is he like? Is he, like, sipping it in front of you, swishing around, and like, huh, you're on weed? We'd have <laughs> day crew and night crew. The day crew would give the night crew, hey, heads up, they're going to drug test somebody. We saw them 
you know, put it on the desk or whatever, because it's a family owned. They buy that shit from like Walgreens. Yeah, Disa. So yeah, I would go ahead and load up on water as soon as I got there, piss in some cups and put them in the upper decker, and then throughout the day, as they'd pick somebody to drug test that worked there, they would follow into the bathroom and then. You know, They'd watch did you pee. at least like make some extra commission from this? Like, I was just about to say, okay, yeah. then we got hookups. So the owner, the owner would watch you pee in the cup, or no. one of the no, they give you the drug. They test just let you just go. You, you got like ten minutes to go piss in this cup to figure it out. Okay, and then I would always have some piss ready. It's just so it, they didn't I'm do like a professional. They like dropped thing. in like some type of test strip in the office, like in, in it this was top. whatever. I don't bro, know. your pH is. Fucked. I don't know. It's I mean, whatever you can get at the we're, store. If, if, the, if the restaurant name comes out, we'll bleep it out because of this comment right here. But, like, do you think that, that was, like, a weird fetish thing from the owners? Like, hey, we're going to get so much. I'm telling you, are drinking that pee. No, Somebody I, was sipping they, on were, it. they were some, like, fanatical. They like, really hated drugs. They were the type of people that are, like, uber religious where they think that they're doing the community a favor by taking kids in and then, like, keeping them straight. You know what ah, I mean? Ah, makes for, sense. For six hours a day handling meat in the back? Yeah, not high yeah. either. Like, I mean, yeah, they kind of had a. Complex. Can you imagine working in a restaurant and not be high? That's insane. Well, uh, the, yeah, the, I do it every day. The kids that were there stop. were all <laughs> neighborhood kids and shit. Like it wasn't like they hired out of their church, which is what confused yeah. me. If they were so adamant about yeah, it, yeah, just go to the youth center or whatever. General pop and try and straighten them out. I think was their goal. I've but been I've been to your church. I've seen that youth group. It got better. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I and this is kind of off subject here, but uh, I had I had. Uh, I was running a restaurant um, that was, it was kind of a mom and pop deal, but some of my best workers came from like the housing programs from like, you know, they, they get out of like, they're on parole, but they have to live in like a community home. Right. And so like, they were like, you know, a little bit younger than me, obviously had a really rough past and they were probably still doing what they were doing to get put there, but they were like some of my best workers. So it's crazy that they're going to hire just a bunch of 16 year olds that clearly want to be doing that stuff, but are having... Well, Greg those young, kids, Greg Youngbud yeah. pinging cups for them in the back of the toilet. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's true because like kids like that, that actually that's like they don't have anything, so that job is something that they have that's theirs. And they don't yeah. want to lose it, so they're gonna bust their ass. Unlike if you hired like say a famous country musician's son or something, and had him working, and he was just a total piece of shit the entire time. Who knows? Yeah, no, nobody's ever been through that. There's a case of that classic like people wouldn't shouldn't care about what people do outside of work, you know, as far as their That's true. Their personal thing. But I get they own their own business and they want their own way. They're, they're entitled to do it however they want to do if it. You're gonna, I mean, let's be though. honest. You're going to hire 16-year-olds and pay them the bare minimum. Yeah. And you're only going to give them part-time stuff so you can't give them any sort of benefits or anything like that. What do you, I mean, how far back how, you how far back did the drug test go? Was, like, was it like a that day thing? Two weeks? Like, did you ever ask that? Like, well, how depends. far back are they testing you for? I mean, pee test. Oh, I mean, they're not. Pee tests can only go back like six, weeks? Uh, six people, weeks, six yeah, to eight, six to eight. The people I fucked with, I covered for, so we didn't never really. You pee in cups. You pissed in cups for people. Yes, that's pretty. Sick. That's, that's what I'm would saying. Would you pee in a cup All, for me? Every time I had to save like the buddies I liked working with. Yeah. So it was a way for us to cut the fat, you know, and re- yeah, like you could just let them go. Cycle some new ones in and out. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you pee in a cup for me? Yeah, absolutely. If I needed a stool sample, would you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Little rabbit turns. <laughs> Wait, why would I not poop in a cup for you? I don't know. I don't you know. Think I'm a Get him a no cup food. right now. Let's prove it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, this. It would have to be for a good reason, I imagine. Would you say that's the most, like, I don't want to use the word illegal because it's not because they bought Walmart drug tests. But, like, would you say that that's, like, the most, like, unethical thing you've ever done in the restaurant setting is peeing cups for 16-year-olds? That I've done personally? Yeah. He was 16 at the time, though, to be fair. Ooh. On a quick thought directly illegal 
no, because I've straight up stolen from restaurants before, so that's probably more illegal. Yeah, we never talked about stealing from restaurants. I stole a ton of shit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like bundles of cash, right? No, no, I stole food. Yeah, not not yeah. straight up cash. Drinks and food and yeah. I've given away a ton of free shit too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who, yeah. everyone can relate to that. We've given away a ton of free shit. We have. But something way more. I don't anymore. Than peeing in cups happened at <laughs> while I was working there. Hey, oh, my oh, first bleep. Bleep that one out. BJ's, uh, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So uh, here's where it gets good. So. For whatever reason, that old man who work who who owns is like listening to this podcast. Where he's like, "That son of a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, family-owned business. It was a husband and a wife. They had a a son that they expected to run the business, like take it over for yeah. him. And he was coming of age, and he was working as a manager while I was the first couple of years there. I was there for like five years. Mm-hmm. After a couple of years, he managed to find a plant job for himself that gave him like way obviously more. a way better yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the parents didn't see it coming, oh, so shit. they had to flip the script. They were trying to cycle themselves out. They had Double that down. dude's wife come and run the show Ooh. because oh, they trusted her. Well, it's, it's always a, a bad business. idea. My God, the biggest. I've Not ever because she's a woman, life. just because like you. I mean, it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but because but because of the fact that like you're taking somebody that has absolutely no idea what they're doing and because you know probably them no prior experience in, yeah, exactly. dude and it gets so bad like this chick was you could tell like she, first of all she came from a bad upbringing she was like some cps kid that got bounced around through what do they call that a uh, foster care yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably she was a so she had issues to begin <laughs> with right you're bleeping out every single c word what yeah so you i can say c-t. no stop <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna sound hilarious with the beef. so uh already a bad start she found this dude obviously he's a good guy like he was a good thing for her but then they put her in this position and you're talking about somebody who's like not emotionally fully developed like she still acted very young for her age she acted like a teenager with us but she was right. in her late 20s they put her in charge we bro. Do that right now uh, yeah not at work <laughs> but i'm talking well, about like yeah yeah oh, well Here's where it gets bad. They left her in charge. She acted like a total bitch and nobody liked her. And it got in her head. And she had some kind of complex where everybody that worked for her, she thought didn't like her all the time. So she made her be mean to us. And that was all gay until (laughs) we hired this one kid. He was a baby-faced little skater boy, too, of all people. Like, not a macho, like, super manly, attractive type of guy. He said, said, see you later, boy? The most confidence i've ever seen on a man that did not need it in my entire life i love those guys dude he started working with us everybody wanted to be his friend he was really funny and out of nowhere like he started talking oh i know this motherfucker out loud in the kitchen about how much sex he was having with all these different girls and shit every day that would keep us entertained so this chick having this complex it finally got to her and she was like oh yeah i'm gonna see if he's about it and without while we were all working there like an idiot She's texting him outside of work while her husband's working in the plant. Like, he's on nights. She's at home sending this, this dude this news. This is a 16-year-old. You're, you're talking, yes. You're talking to, like... She's late 20s. This kid's 16. You're talking to, like, my, my worst nightmare as a plant worker. Dude, I'm telling you. And this kid is, like like I said, like, nothing special. He just had unbridled confidence. And she is it so It works, trust up. me. Well, that, between somebody that has that complex and just the... Like, we talked about it last episode. The restaurant industry as a whole of just how... It's like, high school. 
it's, he, it's she wanted she was she went to school and she wanted to fuck the cool kid. He was right. the cool kid. It's, and so it's he, weird. He it's actually weird. pulled a baller move. He went along with it for a really long time to like work her up. He would tell her all kinds of dirty shit through text messages while she was doing it to him to keep her on the hook for a couple of weeks and acted like he never had an opportunity to get with her while her husband was out and then screenshotted all the evidence and got it to him instead of doing anything what with an her. absolute chat bro and those two are still together the Giga player guy chad. and the cheating wife and she's still running the restaurant and right now she was 12 years older than him he was 16 she was yes like 28. she was like late mid late 20s wow like our age now. how many more pedophiles are we going to talk about on this podcast <laughs> second episode <laughs> of the pedophiles business, <laughs> restaurants baby gotta well, have them pedophiles well i mean you know they were both technically management as well Oh my God, they were. Yeah, yeah. preying on the individual. Yeah. So we're saying maybe like 50-50 split. The manager's I wouldn't a pedophile. say 50-50 Are you saying that because you're a manager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that because I'm a manager. I do not plan on getting out of this business, and especially not going to jail. Oh, man. Straight to jail. You straight. won't believe this. 16-year-old host, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah, it's it's never a dull moment in, in restaurants. Like, no, I it's not. The whole podcast is based like, on, but even yeah. I... I mean, like I just said, I worked there for five years. I didn't make the routes like a lot of people do where they jump waiting tables and do really crazy shit. Oh, I went yeah. and just hung low in kitchens for a long time. And, and you still deal with the same like social stuff same shit. Yeah. we dealt with. Hung and low and handling meat. Dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I've got a better one if oh. we're just talking about Let's do it. Stories. Yeah, restaurant I mean, yeah, stories. That's why you're here, you're here to, you're here to like, tell us stories. We want, we want the so nitty-gritty, bro. My more favorite one to tell was when I was working at a different place. Where's that at? The one we were joking about before we started recording. Yeah. We'll call it the fish, 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 we'll call the, it the fish pussy. The, Go the, ahead. The, the fish, <laughs> no, we're not going to call place. it that. Okay, now I believe that too? <laughs> I mean, no. Okay. So, nothing smelled like. Nothing makes you grow up quicker, at least in my own personal experience. Grow up or grow up? grow up got it <laughs> for me it was throw up and being like the man at where you work but not being the man outside of work like Wait, you actually like, the, work. like the man as in you're like the cool guy or you're like the guy they lean on you for work i'm sure you'll remember back when i used to work at that restaurant it was like 90 percent women yeah and you it pulled was like, every single one of them it was, i know we had the opportunity up the, to we i would wake up i had that's when i started working the plants and we were living together me and greg lived together and uh, I would wake up at like, I went to bed at like nine to wake up at three, right? So I like would wake up at like 11 and there's just like a ruckus coming from the living room and I'd walk and it would just be a living room and kitchen full of bitches and Greg. <laughs> and I was like, How what the you... fuck is this? So... And he was like, hey bro, sorry, we're drinking your beer. I, go, I don't care about that. Like, there's a sick, a beautiful so six broke. foot woman here. What is this? Did you like carry over that I'm the man at work whenever you got to the house as long as nobody from outside of the staff came with you like because you know when you have that somebody that's like their friend that comes into the mix and they're like they, they know like yeah. they're outside or they don't spend every day at work with you they know you're not the guy that's exactly what happened in so you story. only allowed you only allowed the girls that worked with you to come over yes excellent excellent strategy sir. Well, excellent strategy none of them S tier yeah S tier so in this like in this particular situation I started working there and there was like two dudes that were already working there that were like the bartenders because they actually took their job serious and they didn't make tips off Terrible their good people. looks. What an idiot. Right. <laughs> both of those guys, they'd like flip days, shift, night shift. They were buddies. Ugly dudes, but cool. They were both older. They handled their business. And then there was one guy that was competing with me because he was younger. Oh, boy. He had competition. Mm. That makes it more dude fun, though. Had, much younger. Dude had... No, no, I just mean like he was my age, like younger. Oh, a younger guy. Yeah. 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 But like the only one I was competing with to gain attention at work from the girls... I had this guy blown out of the water. He was a fucking weirdo. 
so it was going great. Like I started working there. I was new, so you know you get that new attention. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Fantastic Ooh, new guys employee somewhere. In. Yeah, and they're the all girls. He's got a fat cock. And, <laughs> yeah, and Jesus. I was so Jesus. all kilter compared to the dudes that work there. It was like easy. Like yeah. e- even you know you don't do anything outside of work, but you flirt with them all day just because you're there. You're bored. Yeah. You're bored. Yeah. It's a restaurant. So I had it locked down for like a year. I was just rolling, like doing everything. I was like the times like you were talking about where yeah. all the girls would hang out with me Constantly. outside of work because I was their only dude option that they just were comfortable around <clears throat> until they Faithful hired day. they <laughs> hired some more guys because we lost like a group of friends of girls. They all left to go work somewhere else. So when they hired a new group in, it was a bunch of dudes that were all like very superior to me in every way you can think right now. Like not just like – taller nobody's like, got a better personality than you Greg. i'm talking these guys were like buff. personality i'm telling you from experience personality is only going to get you so far but yeah not in the, the restaurant in, business. no in, it's in this in this particular yeah, case if, if, nate, if nate the six foot two guy who reads yeah. at a third grade level is not available what, yeah, yeah, yeah don't fuck me look, that look, guy, look, yeah. look what happened at the steakhouse what do you mean it happened at the steakhouse i mean the the personality was the only thing that got us through what we went through well that's like it's like we got everything after Colby had it. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was when the, Colby allowed it, we would have but, stuff. But Colby, That's my point. But Colby is an immaculate specimen. Yeah, yeah he's fucking. But he, he's yeah. he's like literally unfair mode in game. He's tall, good looking, in great shape, and he's hilarious. And he dresses nice. And he dresses super nice. His style's fucking insane. He always smelled good too. No oh my god, smell the shit out of that motherfucker. I sniffed the shit like out of that. Like he wore nice watches and shit. I don't yeah. know why I paid so much attention. You he, can't help it. He's a fucking go, glowing star. I remember like if it almost felt like like when you when you watch the Godfather movies and they walk in to ask the boss permission to like you walk into my house and you want to marry my daughter. <laughs> yeah. You want to marry my daughter? <laughs> you want to come in? You fucking you fucking ask me before you roll a truck. That's what yeah. it felt like. That's what it felt like. Like. Colby, hey man, like I don't know if you've already been down this road or if you're currently trying to, and like it was like well, asking permission. So like back then, that's when like my confidence was at its highest, and I was just like everywhere all the time, absolute butt slut. But <laughs> but fucking, I remember we had a new girl start or whatever, and she was cute. No names <laughs> this time. I don't want to beep anything out. But I told Colby, I'm like, hey, this is it. I go, this is the one time I'm gonna beat you to it, and he was like, all right, man. He's like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, all right. I go, don't fucking do this nice guy bullshit with me. I'm like, don't let me win. Blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, like, she trained one day. The second day she came in for her first shift, I was like, hey, let's go get drinks after work. And I was, she was like, okay. Then bing, bang, boom. I'm like, I fucking won. I did it. I'm, I'm the king of the steakhouse. Almost <laughs> happened again. I am king of the steakhouse. I've won. I am the king. And then, like, I go tell Colby because the next day we had shift together. And I was like, guess what, Bubba? He was like. I hit it right after she got done training. And I was no like, no way. way. I was no like, way. Got it day one. I was like, dude, are you, st-? I go, are you actually shitting me? He's like, fuck no. <laughs> I was like, bruh, oh, what an man. absolute, can't even be mad. I'm like, what an absolute giga Chad. But, yeah. but to Tanner's uh, story there. And like to, the, to the point is you ended up with her at Colby's house behind his couch. Yeah, I tried to do it in his room. She wouldn't let me. She yeah. said that was disrespectful to him. She <laughs> said, "Well, it's kind of, it's kind of, it feels like cucky now." She's like, "That's ours." She was like, "That's our spot. We're not going to do that." And I was like, "Whatever. I guess my spot will be behind the that's, fucking couch." That's where our magic happened. Yes, yeah, our magic. You're not going to compare to this magic. Behind. I'm so not going to get your shitty thirty second magic all over his. Did you try to compete with these new guys, or did you just like, I'm out? Well, it kind of got out of hand. Like, like I said, I had it locked down. I knew all the girls. 
I was doing good about not having sex with too many of the girls I worked with. I was trying to work their friends because mm. it keeps it a little cleaner whenever you go to like ladies' night or have parties at your house. They bring a couple of people, and then you got some randos. Yeah. And then they just hear good things about you, or you kill her after you don't do good, and then they don't hear nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you say you, <laughs> you do what to her? Hey, hey, statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> like Splinter Cell when you dump the body after you, uh... That Anyways. Would, so, explain uh, our dump, that would explain our dumpster full of hoes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm at work, and these, this new group comes in, and it's like three dudes and a couple of chicks... <laughs> And the couple of chicks has a girl that I was very interested in, obviously. Never seen her before. She just name? moved here from somewhere. <laughs> so it was like Quit a adding nice, beeps. nice prime situation because she didn't know anything or hadn't been anywhere yet and all that kind of stuff. I make really good friends with the dude. Like, not as a strategy, just because I liked him. As the dude that was, like, the most competitive to me. Swole, tall, tatted up dude, been to jail before, which is a good thing if you know women. Stuff like that. Like, he has a record. Like, yeah. so that's automatically like... Are, what'd you are go you, to jail for? Having too much awesome sex. Are you, in are, are you trashing our entire generation? Like, women he that wore grew giant right stud now? earrings and it wasn't Women crazy. been like that since day exactly. one, son. So, uh, we're at work. Me and him make good friends. I'm going after this girl. And I'm being a little more aggressive than he is to this one particular oh, girl. I mean, he was going to play in the field. Maybe like another word other than like aggressive. No, I was I was I was gunning it down. So uh <laughs> I fucking shot it down mid, son. I'm running it down mid. So it wasn't my idea, it was actually her idea. She was looking up stuff to do Wait. around here. Oh. Because <laughs> I thought we were Kama Sutraing it. <laughs> because she was like I said, she wasn't from around here and somehow she came across Schlitterbahn as a thing to do. Which is, like, not even close. I'm talking about the new Braunfels one, like, way away. <laughs> so, she gets in her head that she's going to bring her best buddy, and I'm going to bring one of my buddies, and we're going to go on this double date thing. Here's what I don't understand right now, is that I don't remember going to fucking Schlitterbahn. I also didn't get an invite to Schlitterbahn. We were fucking roommates, bitch! No, I'm telling you, this is what happened. They thought of this while they were at work. I wasn't even involved with this plan. Then, while they were making this plan, said dude asserted himself into the situation as my plus one. Dude, that's alpha as fuck. Because he's like, we work together, we're all, like, all three of us, and then you This was the Andrew friend. Tate before Andrew Tate. No, nope. he was actually very cool about it. He knew, oh, really? He knew what I was doing. So he was like, you know what, I'm going to come along and I'm going to get You bring the girl friend. that my boy's interested in. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get that yeah. friend, all right? And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. You do you, and I'll do me, and then I'll do her, hopefully. And then So he know. agreed to Bruno Mars' situation and catch right. a grenade so, it I was fucking so... hold on. <laughs> Fuck you. That was such a shitty little reference. I'm gonna bleep it out. Dude, it made me so out. mad. I'm gonna bleep that shit out. Do not bleep it out. It was okay. so uncomfortable. The like, whole the thing. Situation. It was me. Both of these people, the, the girl and the dude, had only known them like four days, and we were driving like on a five-hour five road, hour trip. road trip. Oh, you went to New Braunfels? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you with... went to Galveston. No. Oh, this is way worse. With her yeah. friend that I've never met. You learned so much about someone if you just met them on a fucking long That's what car I was about ride. to say. It seemed like, like fun when we were at work and we were all yeah. joking about it. And then you get in the car at like 8 o'clock in the morning because we decided to go early for whatever reason. And it's immediately awkward and weird. Yeah. Because the music situation and the conversation when it gets quiet thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to lay it out for you. I was probably like a 21 year old 22 year old white kid who 
has never done anything dangerous in his whole life. I thought you were black at that time. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was so innocent. Like, I was in my little realm of safety. Yeah. Where I fucked with girls, and the only danger I was ever in was something I put myself in. This dude had just gotten out of jail. Like, this was his recovery mode. Yeah, he's on probation. He was, so he's right full now. Kevin Gates. He was in jail for, yeah. like, assault with a deadly weapon. And he got off because his lawyer was good kind of thing. Didn't know that about him, and he was telling me about that on the way. So he's really putting yeah, it out there. Beat a dude to death. How yeah. sketchy he was, right? Yeah. He was and the, the girls story? were eating it up. The girl. Oh, loved it. The girl that uh, worked with us, she was That's the one kind that you of, were into. Yes. She was kind of like more quiet, and her friend was doing a lot of talking. Friend was a skinny little, like, I'm talking like 90-pound little white girl with the most ghetto speech oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. came out of left field didn't expect it she didn't have like the ridiculous colored hair or the long nails or anything that would give it away normally white girl yeah, yeah. so Blonde she was hair, like white girl she's like port nature's avenue no white tattoos girl. like port nature's avenue expect, white girl yeah but she Cookie came monster with the, sweatpants on fridays at school type situation she came with that hot cheetos energy. what hot so, cheetos knee brace so in uh was that a uh, iced tea arizona's so greg was this this was not the the really tall chick, right? No, no. This was the this was the girl that was that I drove to the airport. That's right. Like in the middle of the night that one yeah, time. Yeah, I was thinking of the tall chick who wore the R two D two onesie that time. We called her R two D one athlete because she was <laughs> no, Amazonian. No. Yeah, she was an she absolute was a, fucking unit. She was a basketball player. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother fucking story. You, wait. But, so those of you, we haven't talked about heights. Uh, Greg isn't very tall. Yeah. Is this oh, yeah. oh, this is what we're doing now? Is this There's... like a tree, tree you were trying to climb? Yeah, I was going to get to that when we get to that. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. To, but this, this is a different girl. This guy's telling his whole rap sheet. It's a, it's a, so, yeah, it's a different the, girl. Here's the situation. We're Ghetto in a little Betty's. car. She's driving, by the way. Girl insisted she drove her car. So me and him are in the back seat. And the two girls are up That's front. That's so awkward. I thought, I thought y'all, I thought y'all were going to be no. boy, girl, no, boy, girl. Dudes are in the back seat. Why? All five foot six or whatever I am, you know? How tall is this dude? Six two. Oh, fuck me. Six two, two An absolute fucking thirst trap. Black. He has a goatee that's, that comes down kind of long. Big diamond stud earrings. Tattoos on the side of his face. All that. I'm well, telling you. He looks you. like Kevin Gates. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a small I was going to say Ty, uh, Tyrese from He's Fast really and Furious. He's really fit. Like, no body fat. That could work. He sagged, but it looked no, good. Like no that kind body of fat on this motherfucker? No. Like, what an absolute fucking He's just toy? He, had, he was jail toy? fit. Like, legit oh, he was jail fit. He was C.T. Yeah. Fletcher. All top. But oh, yeah. anyways, so we're driving. We can talk about how hot this sounds guy like, is Sounds like the day. fish restaurant. Did <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the women at all. <laughs> <laughs> really, we've only gone into detail over Colby. And this dude... Uh, I like that we're keeping the women ambiguous, and then the dudes. Yeah, just you have no idea. We have not given one like description of a woman that we've talked about at all, yet, except at all. for the six foot four fucking athlete. Yeah, and then so friend in the passenger seat is hot Cheeto girl, and then driver girl is the one I'm trying to get after. Uh, super fucking awkward. Like I said, most of the way up there, everybody's just saying cool shit they've done because she's trying to keep up with his energy rap sheeting it you know what i mean and i'm just staying quiet and listening chiming in with the oh oh for reals like you know, <laughs> oh for real yeah. though so yeah. i yeah i figured out i'll just shine when we get there because like i said when you're surrounded by your people in an environment you're comfortable with you're good yeah you can but riff. i realized yeah, that we drive, drive, yeah. how outclassed i was as just a civilian by this dude and 
attractiveness to young 20 year old women who don't care about they just want to like get choked, you know, and you're they're looking Excuse at the back me? seat, and it's like me or this guy. And my hands are fucking small. <laughs> yeah. <son. laughs> yeah, like I got the Whopper hands compared yeah. to this guy. I can't do yeah. shit. So we go all the way to Schlitterbahn, dude, and it's it becomes so apparent that the chemistry was off as soon as we get there, because I got my tickets on my phone ready to go. Your boy got the backpack with the towel in it. Sunscreen. Shoes. You were ready to go. The the sunscreen. You were like, like middle class white guy prepared yes. for everything. Everybody else had to they they had to go stand in line to buy their tickets and oh, they were talking fuck, about man. like hey Greg can you go inside and buy me some water because I got to stand here and shit. So get this this is how the day starts after we get there. Homeboy had a pistol in his waistband. Oh, of the ex criminal with an assault record who's not supposed to have guns. Did it have a serial number on it? Here's what happened. He realizes, oh, they're going to wand me before I go in because he's an idiot and he didn't think about that before. Hands me the gun wrapped up in a towel. Hey, Greg, can you take this back to the car real quick if you don't mind? So I got to walk all the way back to the fucking parking lot, which is long as fuck because I was waiting on them anyways. Realize halfway there that there's a gun in there. I didn't even know <laughs> there was a gun. I thought it was just a towel. Was- I thought it might have been weed or something like that, but it was a gun. And then I get to the trunk. This is where I realize I'm an idiot little kid and still am not a grown-up yet. I pull the gun out and I just start looking at it. Because cool I'm gun. like, You're this touching really this has gun a gun. That probably killed somebody. And I pop the clip out. I look at it. It's got hollow points in it. And I'm just like... And then as I'm holding the clip in one hand and the gun in the other, I realize, oh, my prints are just all over this motherfucker now. Start wiping it down a little bit? This is, I did. I was like, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to work. So I started scrubbing it with the towel and shit. And I put it in the trunk, close it, and then I just try and shake it off. Like, you know what? I'm just not going to fuck with this dude. You wiped your fingerprints off the gun. Yes. I was like, I'm just going to, I was going to hope that we separated like two and two. Like when we were, I was envisioning we'd be on like the slides with the two seaters and we'd have our girls and all that, whatever. But this dude wanted to hang out with me so bad. He was like a magnet all day. Like, just hanging out with me. Turns out, it gets better. Motherfucker couldn't swim and decided to go to a water park with us, right? So, he doesn't want to confide in me that he can't swim because he's trying to uphold the macho-ness. You had to play lifeguard on your day? He said... He got it, like, on your shoulders dude, maybe in or something? he was good all the way up till we got into one of them long lines where you're going up the fucking stairs waiting on a, a ride. He lost it. That ends in a pool. And he just was getting more nervous and quiet, and he was the one holding the conversation at the beginning. But by the end, he was like, real quiet, looking off in hey, the bro, distance. Hey, bro, I don't know if shit. I can do this. My guy pulls me off to the side and goes, hey, if you say fucking shit, I'll kill you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, I can't fucking swim. <laughs> and he goes, and if I need you, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a uh, look at you, and I'm going to say, I need your help. Don't you fucking tell him I can't swim. Like, just trying to cover himself, but he was being real with me like he was holding me like real close so and i'm trying not to laugh because i didn't know if he's fucking with me or not but he looked like his eyes were dude it gets so good it is not in here we get to the top <laughs> they put me and this dude in the fucking ride together instead of the girls because he wanted to ride with me so the two girls go first and i'm watching my date just gone down <laughs> the tube and now i'm stuck with this guy and he's like get in the front no. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to hold your pocket. Yeah, so, so I got this 200-something pound dude on my back, and I'm about to go down a slide knowing he can't swim, and he's probably going to drown me when we get to the bottom. And this is all over me chasing tail that I barely know. It was, by the way, not showing any interest in fucking me at all. 
throughout this whole thing. This dude was the only person showing any interest <laughs> in me. So we go down the slide, and I hit the bottom, and I come up, and I'm good. I even bailed out the raft so this dude would have the whole thing to himself. He goes in the water. He comes up. You know, he's doing like the little kid when their head goes under thing, but he's holding on, so he's good. And then the girls stayed in the pool because it goes off into the lazy river thing that's attached to it. So they float off, and I'm like, hey, they're going that way. So I yank the tube like he's my child, and I'm just toting him along and get him over in there. Then it turns – you know the new Braunfels one has like sections where it's like little rapids. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like fun to – Oh, he's losing it. Bro, the very <laughs> first set of rapids, my guy is gripping that thing so tight. Just and I just – I got off because I know better than to try and save it with him. Like I'm just letting him do his thing. He gets through the first rapids cussing like crazy, just throwing out expletives in front of all these old lady and kids and all kinds of stuff. And people are laughing because they think he's being funny. And they're staying with us like a huge group of people because they're all entertained by him. And he has to play it off like it's a joke because he doesn't want people to know and he really can't gone. swim. Girls are not worried about us. They are like <laughs> doing their own thing. I'm sure dudes were already hitting on him and shit. So I'm handling this. I'm, like you said, looking for the girls. And then we get to like another set of rapids. This time he loses the float halfway down somewhere. Like he flips and doesn't manage to hang on. Anybody else in this situation would just get to the bottom and then just, like, stand up. But my guy lost his shorts, like, down to his ankles. Like, they were still on the ankles. Big but ass he was, dick out. <laughs> he didn't want to He didn't want to come up out the water, but he also didn't want to drown. So he was, like, bobbing his nose up, and he was doing this with his hands, but he had, like, one hand. If you pulled this man's shorts up. No. Okay. So I pretended get, I couldn't get Getting whopped in the face with a dick while you're trying to fuck oh, oh, oh! Like I said, there was so many people. They were coming down the chute, like, from the rapids that boom, I boom, pretended boom. I couldn't get over there. I was like, there's too many people. And I'm just standing there. The lifeguard is there, like, one of the ones with the seat. And she goes, sir, you need to get out the way. And he's like, my shorts fell. And he's trying to yell. And that's when everybody turns and looks because he just yelled, my shorts fell. And he just said, fuck it. He stands up. To pull his shorts up. And it it was like fast. But there's no way not everybody there saw his dick. Including the old lady who said something about it. While we were standing there. Because this motherfucker like. Pulls him up. And instead of the waistband going over the dick. It goes under the dick. Whenever he's trying I've to never, yank it up. I have, never, I have never experienced <laughs> that. Pulling up any. Dude do you know. Do you know that trend where girls will put their hair in the water and fling backwards and all the water will come flying off of it? Yeah. His dick came out the crest of the water and water was coming off of it like a sea monster. And it just slapped against his chest. His chest? He didn't pull water in his mouth. It, it slapped his it chest? Sl- it Not like the brim chest. of his belly button? No. Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> And then it went back in the water, like a like just uh, disappeared. Just like a just like a humpback whale getting some air. Me, probably a family of four, and an old lady saw that shit. Family of four. And all of us were speechless, except this old lady kept it together enough to tell her, yeah, like tell him, gave him I saw that, and I saw it, and I liked it, and all this other bullshit. Oh no! Was I wasn't expecting on. that. And he was so embarrassed, dude. He just like darted for the side. Yeah, where the embarrassed too. I just mushroom stamped myself in the chest. <laughs> I was so worried because I know this guy has a gun and he's obviously not stable and he's going this way and he's got to shoot everybody who saw his dick and <laughs> my action is gun. no witnesses <laughs> so he's going one way the girls are going the other way 
tell me why my dumbass didn't just take this opportunity to you break myself the girls. from the competition. I actually went after him. Hey, man, it's okay. You've got a really nice beard. I really wanted to calm him down because we were all in one car, and I just didn't know what the situation was going to be. I just gave up on the on the getting any that day because, dude, I was, first of all, I was shirtless all day, which is already a minus two. Like, right, it's I only the, a minus two because you're next to a dude with, like, probably eight. Right, and I'm, like, and, a needs, needs, and, a shirt, <laughs> needs a shirt to, like, have a fit kind of guy. Not like a, you see me in bathing suit for the first time and I'm your type of I guy. I genuinely enjoy seeing you shirtless. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I went after him. He proceeds to swear off getting laid just like I did. And basically giving up at that point. I'd be like, bro, if anything, you have a way better chance right now. Whether it's with this girl or that that old lady. lady. (laughs) My dumbass is so worried about the situation and getting home safely that I'm really chasing this guy. And we both decide that he needs to drink because I can't tell him no. And that's what he wanted to do. So he proceeds to spend the rest of his money getting fucked up at this place. We lost the girls. They were off doing their thing. They have that area where there's lockers. Yeah. You put all your shit. He just got drinks and went over there and was like, I'll catch up with y'all later. So I'm walking around with this little fruity cocktail, shirtless, not looking good, uh, confidence all time low, and I'm looking for these girls. Uh, Ladies! I found them. <laughs> I found them at some point, and they just, like, weren't talking to me while we were standing in the line. And oh, just, like, so oh, awkward. Conversating no. amongst themselves. They had done their day without us already, so they just decided it wasn't a fit. Yeah, and I think, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I, you know, you get in your head about that kind of shit. Like, I don't know if her friend oh, yeah. told her, you know, something about me. Like, I wasn't, He's got you know, a thing for you, yeah. Yeah, I don't, it felt, the vibe was weird between the, the girl that weird. I worked with. It wasn't the same as at work. So, we all just accepted defeat at one time. We left. It's not even over yet. We left. We stopped at a pizza place on the way home to get some food. It was a it was a pretty cool little spot. I feel bad for not remembering the name of it. It was kind of like a, a mod pizza kind of deal where you make your own thing. Like you walk down the line. Yeah, like a subway for pizza. But it was like a it wasn't a mod pizza though. It was like some little That's like not right. It's right. But some little right, like homemade jam. I remember been doing mod pizza. I was asking. I'm, I'm yeah, not. I'm not. Like I'm that. not criminalizing you for asking. You're over there chuckling like I said something wrong. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, trying to think of a joke, like instead of Jared, they got, I was going to say <laughs> Papa John. <laughs> better pizza. Who's also probably a sexual assault so, associate. Yeah. I don't know what to call that. A sexual pedophile. assaulter. He's not a pedophile. Are you sure? So, That's the secret sauce. Oh, wait, I thought Jared <laughs> and Papa John both were pedophiles uh, is papa john a pedophile or not now i'm confused i know Speaking of secret sauce shout out to hooters we just assume he's a pedophile without knowing that's kind of bad but yeah that that must mean he's up to no good someone someone put that on the notepad <laughs> papa <laughs> john pedo question mark <laughs> yeah, we papa john. Fact check. We can get a fact check jamie 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 can we get a fact check on pedophiles so we stop at the piece of joint somehow the mood gets recovered i think it's because that dude was toasted and he was like lubricating the situation again by oh, being funny. That is one way to say it. So we show up at this place. I'm uh, here's another example of me not being ready to be grown up living on my own, getting girls yet. I was so excited about the make your own pizza jam. <laughs> it made up for the whole day already. I was like, you're telling me I get to walk through the line and say I want this and that. And they had Jack and Cokes and margaritas in the f- icy machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are always great. Two dollars a pop. No. Way. And I didn't spend no money at this 
little place already because my wallet was all locked up anyways. And you're miserable. Or, uh, my day was fucked. I wasn't getting the girl. I had to sit in the car five more hours with this dude. So I was like, fuck it. What am I waiting on? Like, Turn I wasn't driving. Got my pizza. Pizza was bomb as fuck. I was doing the jacks. He was doing margaritas. Out of nowhere, when we sit at the table and I had a couple of the jacks in me, me and him became best friends all of a sudden. Like, we were vibing Oh, hard. it wasn't the moment that he elephant trucked his own penis into his chest? <laughs> no, believe it or not. I mean, like, it's like going to war with a man when you see his dick. Like, I think y'all, it's because are, y'all are close. We put on this persona, like, we both had our feelings hurt that these girls weren't fucking with us. Yeah. And we both pretended we were having so good of a time that we didn't need them. It was like a reverse psychology. Oh, that works. That but works, it though. worked on me. Like, I was buying it. I think he but was doing it, it as on a you? tactic. But I was I was caught up. In That's it. not what he was trying to do. Best bro day ever. I was caught up in it. I was like, dude, when are we go? Like, we gotta do this all the time. Like me and him, like just having a good old. Like we were eating pizza. I don't remember what we were eating. That's just a beautiful story. I remember. Did you that even he, think about us? He stole no. <laughs> <laughs> he stole something. I, if it was like the it was like the Parmesan shaker or the napkin dispenser, something off the table, just because he was being an idiot. Like he was drunk and he was trying to be funny or something. We got in the car. He showed it to me, and I was like, "Dude, I was like," then I snapped back into the bitch mode. I was like, "Dude, what if they fucking saw you do that?" I was like, "Now I gotta like get home and explain your case," because I was like, "I'm not going to jail for this bullshit." And then he was in the back seat calling me a pussy. And then wait, we you had... were up front? No, oh, we were both in the back seat the together. Back together. And then somehow he got me back by offering to have like a freestyle battle. offering you some parmesan cheese bro when i tell you the entire ride home probably four more hours this dude was in the backseat dissing the girls we were freestyling to beats on his phone and he was dissing the girls in the front seat of the car all the way back i was i was mystified like watching this man talk shit on the girl sitting directly in front of him that he does not know but he knew he wasn't getting any, so he just like went. Did you also work together down. after that? Just went asshole mode on him. What? Did you also work together after that? Yes, and I that girl that I was chasing, and well, you know how it ended up because you heard what Tanner said earlier about no. it. No. Well, fast forward, we got home. Obviously, we never saw that friend again. That dude worked there for a couple more weeks, and then he left on some other shit. But the girl on his that, mothership. Other <laughs> shit. I thought he, I thought he said mothership. mothership. I was like, this story keeps shit. getting better. <laughs> fucking dudes and aliens. No, but me and that girl stayed working there for a while, and I eventually got her back to the place. But it definitely that start did not help. Got her back to the the apartment. My apartment. Tanner ran into her in her underwear at some point. That's what. No, she was uh, sleeping on my couch. I didn't know she was. Sleeping. I thought Greg always sleeps on my couch, like with those big comforters, so you can't tell like form. Because obviously I'd be able to tell if it was a lady or Greg. <laughs> and I was fucking just, so I just got my normal big old bowl of Cocoa Puffs when I woke up one morning. I was watching cartoons as like a 22-year-old man <laughs> in the morning. I was like a little kicking my, you know I'm short, so I'm like kicking my feet while I'm eating my Cocoa Puffs. I had a good time. And some, like, uh, some fine chick just emerged from the comforter and I was just like, <laughs> like mouthful morning ever. Cocoa Puffs in my eyes. Big. I'm like, what up? She's like, hey, and she gets up and starts walking to the bathroom. She's just in like a thong. So we can relate all of this back to the restaurant industry from the topic we talked about last podcast of how it is kind of like a high school system. Right. And just nothing but hookups. Dude, it's drama. Bad. It's, bad. it's a it's a like what are those fucking drama shows or whatever? Like It's like rec- Big Brother. It's not like Big if they Brother. They ever did a Big Brother. Not like Big Brother. I was gonna say though. like all my children or some shit, like a drama like series, a soap opera. like a soap opera. Thank there you. you. Thank you. 
like a, it's like it's all like a soap opera. Because I remember one time, like you remember, like the whole me and oh, man, I almost said a name again. Give me initials. Uh, BD. Yep. Big yeah. dick. Yeah, no. Me and that big old dick. Yeah. <laughs> and like we have like, nope, nope. Like and we had like our whole on and off thing for like five years, five years straight. And then eventually uh, she got back from like a fucking trip to Europe or whatever. And she got back with her ex. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, you didn't exactly put any interest in when I was in Europe. I was like, well, yeah, you didn't tell me you were leaving. So I didn't think you wanted to talk or whatever. I'm like, whatever, fuck it. You know, blah, blah. And I'm barking at the time and I'm like doing back of house. And I used to just wear like wife beaters under my work shirt. And I was like in my wife beater and I was like loading up beers and shit from the back to the front and that big cart you had to carry look at looking like a looking like a little mini swole homosexual walking back and forth <laughs> yeah, I can picture it. You're like Ugh, yeah like the big trays of stuff and i remember she told me like she, she told me years later she's like hey you remember when you were doing that when you were bartender I was like uh yeah she goes i really wanted to follow you to the back and just bang your brains out <laughs> while you were loading up those trays and she goes but i thought to myself that's not what he wants. He wants a relationship. I go, you don't, I go, six years, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't. First of all, you don't tell me what I want. Don't ever tell me what he I want. He doesn't Second want a real me in the back of the again. restaurant. Who would want that? A pretty, I was going to just like describe her perfectly. You know, it was like a pretty waitress to follow them to the back and sexually assault them. Yeah. That's exactly what I I'm like the time. last person to say, okay, back to the last podcast. I said, a lot of I said some stuff. We had we had had some drinks, and uh, uh, my full sentences weren't coming out. It is a okay to be <laughs> in your late twenties, early thirties, however old you want to be. Sixty years old. To, I don't care. It like this industry is fun. It's free. Like it's you have so much free time and and working as a waiter, or waitress, and bartender. You have so much free time, and it's hard to give that up. So there's nothing wrong. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying was, and I want to clarify, was that. It is wrong to be in the industry at that age and play the field. Playing the field being in the dating scene. I think you mean playing the field worse. with these young 18-year-old young, yes, girls. Yes, yes, yes. Or boys. It's hard to be like at a co-ed job, like you're saying, with all those hormones around and all the everybody looks good. Especially That's when you're especially thing. when you're young like that. So you're people, spending 25, 30 hours a week with these people. A bunch of people. Yeah. In the you just, you develop life. feelings in a relationship. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's hard Quickly. even if you're grown and mature. You're working with a bunch of people at the prime of their life. That's all they're talking about, all they're thinking about. Everybody's making moves, being strategic, and it's all geared towards sex. And even if you're not in there, I mean, it's fun to talk about and to practice. Like we were talking about, just flirting with practice, people. And shit. Practice flirting at work. That's, Dude, what, that's what 90% of it is. It's so, I mean, it's just hard not to get wrapped up. And even if you're being smart and you're keeping it outside of work, like yeah. you're still going to develop friendships and with all I these think people. It's, and I think it's a good thing. That's why I, I truly believe at when you turn 18 or even earlier than that, if you can, get in, I mean, you need to do, you need to spend some time in a restaurant or service industry. 100%. Because, like, uh, Sam's brother's trying to get a job right now before he gets into college and stuff, save some money. And he's like, yeah, I'm applying at Best Buy. I'm like, bro, go to, I go, let go me to call. A restaurant. I go, let me call a buddy. Let me call a buddy of mine to get you a fucking waiter job somewhere. I'm like, you will learn so much about the world and you will, like, become, like, your own person Absolutely. faster. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you'll develop your personality and, like, your quirks or whatever. Because you know? everyone, like. You have like that awkward. You will break out of your uh, your shell, unconfident, unconfident shell. You'll you're become like your full self. You won't become an adult, but you will develop a sense of self worth. Yeah, oh, dude, become like self, your ultimate you, self. You will have a sense of humility by the end of it because you're oh, gonna yeah. mess up. 
Oh, you're gonna on, fuck on up. You're gonna get yelled at. Customer fronts. You're, you're gonna, gonna get yelled, yelled at. at. You're, I mean, you're gonna you're but, you're gonna be in the weeds. You're gonna learn about like being behind at work and like yeah, no one out. cares if you're fucking crying. Get your fucking job done or leave. And when you when you don't do well at your job on a floor with ten other people, eight other people, you're not just letting yourself and your money down. Like they, they, it could be a mess up to the point to where you're letting it affect somebody else's paycheck. So you yeah. learn like the 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 lessons learned in the restaurant industry are just like can be applied anywhere. Anywhere. In any type of setting. I mean, my job right now has nothing to do with service industry whatsoever. But I had no prior experience when I got my interview. And I was able to relate everything that they held as like key principles in the workplace and what they want from their employees to shit that I dealt with in the Absolutely, restaurant industry. Yeah. It applies everywhere, everywhere. To everything. And I'll tell you what, being a young person in college, going for a business degree, going for a nursing degree, Going for anything in a, in a particular field that you want to do, the best networking tool that you could ever do is wait tables. Because oh you're, my God. you're waiting on the head doctor right now in your city. Like you could you could wait on the, the famous country music singer tomorrow, and that's what you want to do. Your passion is music. You you meet every single type of person that there is in all walks of life by being a waiter, and it's the best networking tool. I just used it to stay in the industry. That's what I did. I used it to stay in the hospitality industry. But, I mean, Tanner, how many times do you think that you waited on the general manager of ExxonMobil and you never knew? Before you ever knew you wanted to Oh, my that? God, yeah. I, I actually you know served I mean? a bunch of... I learned that I've served when I was doing my co-op and I was still working there, like, kind of, like, on and off as a bartender. Figured out, like, a bunch of my, like, normal things were, like, supervisors, other places in the plants and shit. Yeah, you're... Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I was like, you work there, too? He's like, yeah. Then it was, like, a whole connection thing there. I mean... It, it, uh, the restaurant industry is amazing, and it's also really easy to slip up and fuck up. Yeah, oh, like yeah. you can send your life into a downward spiral. But I mean, that's life. That is life. I know, but you are presented with a lot of other recreational tools in life in the restaurant business than you would be in any other walk. True, I think so too. I mean, I've seen. Yeah, yeah it's literally <clears throat> just like, like we, like you were saying, it's a job that anybody can get. Yep. Like, you can come from absolutely Nothing. anywhere yeah. and any walk of life and all that shit they say. But it's cool because it's, like, a little sample of, like, community. Like, yeah. all the surrounding people. Everybody needs a job, and they, they just pick the ones that don't have, like, a set path yet, and they put them in a place to work together. And that you make friends with all kinds Dude, of people. Dude, the camaraderie in a That like, you wouldn't have been yeah, friends it's with It's just before. amazing, man. Like, Colby. I would have no business being friends with Colby. No. Outside, Outside of the restaurant industry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. How in the world would me and that swagalicious dude ever been up together? And we all we did. We partied together every night. Oh my gosh, those parties back then were dude, so. Dude, I, I miss showing up to a bar at fucking one thirty in the morning because I never understood it. And then I went. I told him I was going to shadow him one day after work to see why the fuck he shows up so late to the bar. One of the most fun nights I ever had. He just goes and hangs out with like every group of people you can imagine. And then goes to his house, and literally at 12.30, we start getting ready to go out. And he goes, like, he's very precise with how he gets ready. Like, got to pick up, like, good outfit, good watch, good earrings, good rings. Fucking got to fresh press my my slacks and my shirts. And I was like, bro, we go, we're not going to make it. He goes, we get one drink there, then I'll show you where we're going. And then I was like, okay. So we show up where, you know, Madison's or wherever we were going with all the steakhouse people. And uh, we would go get one or two drinks with them, and then we would leave. And then we would go to this freaking bar, uh, that Irish pub 
McKenzie's. McKenzie's. We'd go to McKenzie's and go to the back of McKenzie's with all the bartenders and shit from there, and we would go drink with them till 4 a.m. Oh, no, no. You're talking about Thirsty's. I don't think it was McKenzie's is next to Thirsty's. Oh, yeah, it is Thirsty's, yeah. though. It was that back back of the thing where they had a bunch of this couches This was also 12 years ago. Thirsty's does not stay open past 2 a.m. Please. No, it doesn't it. serve either. But So we're drinking at Thirsty's at 3 a.m., right? <laughs> On this back, back board, porch area, and he, we drank there till 4, just telling stories and shit. I was like... Bro, this was such an interesting night. Like, I saw a whole other side of Beaumont with Colby. It was awesome. But, like, you don't get that anywhere. And then, yes, the late hours suck. The the not having weekends off sucks. Valentine's know. Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day, all the shit. The ones. holidays. It's it, But the pros for me through life have outweighed the cons. I like, agree. I, I look back. I don't ever look back at the negative. I only think about the positive. Right. Same. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I never There's think about the I shit didn't... nights I had. I think about all the fun nights we had. There's a lot that I didn't realize how good of a day or night or whatever I was having at the time. No, you never. Now. You don't realize you're in the, the good times. Too. Some of the oh, stories we're not I doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Some of those stories, like the nights from back then, like stick with me now that that's the stories. What's you your have. most memorable story from back then? Like when we, whether we were all three together or you two together, like the new Bronzeville story, hilarious. Amazing. But what's something that we did? That you maybe you and Tanner did in that industry together, like you were. For the- <laughs> yeah, I didn't spend that long with you guys though. Fuck. Yeah, he wasn't there very long. And I was going through some shit at that time. It oh was yeah. Not, like the fun. Remember when out. tried to get you to kiss him? Yeah. Got to bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> that was basically than, sexual assault. I almost beat than, the shit out of him because he was, was trying to get Greg to bang him. More than one gentleman that thought I was cute for some reason that worked there and wanted to kiss me. I think you're cute now. I want to kiss you. This seat's barely containing me. A certain gentleman that we worked with there that I'm still friends with today. That Oh, yeah, first, I know exactly. The first time I met him was at his apartment because Tanner worked with him, and I hadn't even started working there yet. And He took me to a house party they were having at his apartment, and he was making moves on me, and I did not know I put out vibes like that, but apparently I do because it happens a lot. Like whenever I was in the industry, speaking of, I used to have uh, old BD and GF. I used to go out with them all the time. Yeah, and it got to the point to where I just embraced it. Yeah, like, there's yeah, no way the back then there was pro- probably now too, but there was no way that a guy of my stature could pull either one of them back then, <laughs> and everybody knew it. So they just assumed that I was the gay friend. Right, and so I got to the point where I was just gonna accept it. And so every time we got we walked into the bars, it was Madison's or wherever, it was the bar local, wherever decide we go, we decided to go. I would say I bet I can get a free drink before you two can. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would do it every night. And every night I would fail until one one night, and I, I want to say it was somewhere around whatever month is the the month, and uh, they had a rally. Are you talking about periods? <laughs> oh. And wow, they, I had that way off. Had, so they, Pride Month, so June. And they had a rally, and they all showed up at that bar. A rally or a parade? Either way. I feel like a rally, they're like that sound too burning down businesses and shit. <laughs> no, that's a ruckus. That's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just a ruckus. So many hours. But they ended up having this party there or whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I, and I made out like a bandit. I don't, I don't, not made out with anybody, but like, <laughs> you made out with a bandit. No, but I like, I, I didn't. Look, I saw it, and I drank for free all night. That's awesome. That's great. You know what's funny is that reminds me of a story of BDGF, where uh, 
we used to go out to Maddie's all the time. Remember that time we, me and you went, and I finally convinced you to come out and drink with me? Because you always went to those fucking weird dive bars. Right. For, and never would go out to me to like the main bars, and that right. pissed me off. And uh, so we went out that one time, and me, you, and BDGF were sitting at that table. Imagine the front room, right? They were sitting there talking shit, and you're doing your fucking tater tot, like, whole joke line thing that you always do. <laughs> the classic. The classic the tater, classic tot, tater, tot, joke tater tot joke. And, uh, like, I, like, chimed in, uh, as I as I do, with just, like, uh, just, like, emphasizing something you said, or, like, trying to, like, hype up something you said, like, like now, like, trying elevate to... Elevate the story. Yeah. Elevate the story, make it funny or whatever. And, like, was hating me at this time. Like, she fucking fuck. I gotta bleep that. But whatever. Anyway, she hated me at the time, and she was like, uh, you got no room to talk. Like, just trying to, like, Ooh. pop off. Yeah. Then I it was like, that. A, I, and I, I was like, I was like, damn, bitch. I was like, kind of rough. I was like, and then, like, and then, uh, ah, BD. Oh, fucking, so oh, there beeps. you go again. Somebody beeps. And BD jumps in. She goes, no, he's got a pretty, he's got a pretty nice dick. And I was like, my, my girl. I like dapped her up. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, some defense. And they were like, Best friends oh, yeah. at that time. So for, so for her to say, oh my God. It felt so good. I like, I was having like the time of my life. So then later that night, since I was like just radiating confidence because fucking I'm 5'8", chubby white guy. I don't think I got nothing to offer. Right. And so we're out there and then I go, Brittany, let's play a game. Believe it again. Uh, <laughs> let's play a game. I go, I'm going to pick somebody, a dude at the bar, and you got to try and get their number and we'll go back and forth and whoever fails first has to buy the drink. This ended up becoming like a game throughout the whole friend group. Yeah, it was game, it, Yeah, it was. It's funny as shit. We started the game. That was a whole other night, though. So I didn't try to play with Brittany because I was like, I knew I was going to lose, but I was just going to be a dick. So I picked like every school shooter I could find and told Brittany to go, like any dude wearing a trench coat who just got out of the Matrix. Like that was who I picked for her. And she was like, son of a bitch. Like she didn't want to go do it. She'd go get his number, show me the number. I'd be like, all right. And then so she was like, well, I'm going to get him back now. So, like, there was, like, these group of women. Two tall women, one brunette, one blonde, absolute models. And they had, like, a little, uh, a friend who was, like, a shorter girl, probably, like, five foot three, also gorgeous, that were standing, like, a little defensive, like, a bunch of triceratops. Yeah, come talk to us. Type yeah, of triceratops yeah. is in a defense position kind of thing. Like, any, like, all these dudes, swag daddies, frat daddies, fucking big dick ricks. Walking up and they are just fucking boom, not even getting to like a word in, like don't even get to like give their spiel, right? Boom, boom, get out of our face, get out of our face. And Brittany goes, any one of those three, just you can get any one of those three numbers. She goes, you just win. And you were over there, you were at the table. It was a big table of everybody from the steakhouse. This this is gonna be tough. Yeah, we'll get better. We'll get better. We'll get better. We'll get better. And um, so I'm like, I'm sitting there in my head, like, how the fuck am I gonna pull this shit off? And I had like an idea, and I was like. Fuck it. Let's, let's run it. So I walk over there. I go, listen. Like, I looked like I was going up to like a hostage negotiation and like, like hands up. Like, I, I'm not trying anything. And I was like, ladies, I just need to have like two seconds of your time. The fact you walked in with your hands up is yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it worked. Don't you? It worked. Yeah, it worked. They let me, they let me get like two words in, right? And I was like, listen, I go, do you see that big group of people right behind me? They're like, yes. Obviously, they got like a bunch of attitude right now because they know what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right. The cute blonde one over there, we're in a game right now, we're going back and forth. I explained the whole game to him. I go, I do not want your numbers, and I know for a fact y'all don't want mine. <laughs> and I go, all I need you to do is let me just, we all turn around together, we put our arms around each other's shoulders, no funny business, and we just wave at her. And then I'm going to sit here and talk for two more minutes, 
to make it look like good, and then like we'll get our phones out and we'll just pretend to. I put a fake fucking number in my phone, right. and I go and I'll go back, and they go, okay, that's kind of funny, <laughs> right? Like that situation is kind of fucking hilarious. So sure enough, we turn around, wave at them, and going, son of a bitch! Yeah, like, she's losing how, it. She's, I like, she's, that. she's like, lo- like, she's like, how in the fuck is he doing this? Like this dude's a god. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. So I turn back around. I'm like, just I'm just bullshitting with them, and I'm like, what what are y'all here for? Are y'all here for anything special? Because y'all are dressed like super nice for Madisons or whatever. And she was like, oh, it's this one's birthday, the shorter girls. I go, oh, my God, I had a birthday, whatever. I go, you know what, since y'all are good sports, I'll buy y'all a shot for your birthday. She said, oh, my God, thanks. So I go grab, like, some G2, some yeah, bullshit whatever shot, was, whatever. Yeah. And I bring it over there, and I give it to him. I'm like, hey, happy birthday, whatever. She goes, hey, what, what, what shot is this, by the way? And she's, like, drinking it. And I go, oh, it's a Bill Cosby. And uh, she drinks it, spits it out, laughing, <laughs> laughing her ass off. She goes, holy shit, you're fucking hilarious. And I was like, thank you. And I ended up, like, dating that shorter girl yeah. for, like, weeks but she she ended up moving off like weeks uh, later or whatever. But she was like, "Oh, Greg remembers it. I had her at the house for. She stayed at the house, came and visited a lot. That's when I picked you up. No, that night I picked you up. Yeah, because uh, they ended up going to Louisiana too. Because they were like, well, we want to go. We want to go to Louisiana. Go to Longhorn. And I was like, I got to saddle up. Like this is like, I, man, I was like twenty. Yeah, you cannot do it. I was like twenty twenty one at the time. I'm like, bro. I'm like these fucking models just invited me. They're like, just bring a friend. And like you had left, you were hammered, and like everyone's gone, and I'm like, so I call Greg. I'm like, are you in bed? He was like, yeah. I'm like, get the fuck up, get in my truck. We got to go to Louisiana. And I hung up. I'm like going 90 back to the apartment. I pick up Greg, and he is like, so where are we going? I go, we're going to fucking Louisiana. Go, it's two of the finest women. And I go, I'm going after the shorter one. And he was like, okay. He was thinking it was gonna be like two like grenades, right? (laughs) He shows up, and I go, hey, look, there they are. And he goes, bullshit. He's like in disbelief. I thought he was fucking with me. Though. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there they are. And he's like, bullshit. And they wave at me. And he goes, no fucking way, no fucking way. And then I'm like, I need you to go talk to the blondman for me. And he was, was like, like okay. okay, don't mind if I do, I guess. Yeah. Tanner <laughs> goes, hey, can you go entertain those two real quick while I do? I was like, so uh, how did yeah, you, sure. What did you do to end up entertaining them, dude? If I told you, like, you know. You probably don't know, because you are way better at being, like, a social butterfly than I am. Do you know when you're somewhere that you don't want to be, like somewhere you got brought, and you recognize that you need to, like, let's say it's, like, some little kid's birthday of somebody you don't give a fuck about, or something along those lines, or, like, some get-together for your girlfriend's family or some bullshit, and you realize that you could either pretend to be like really interested in talking to somebody to yeah engage exactly just to be a good guy or you could more way more easily just sulk and make sure nobody talks to you and just be comfortable in your own zone when i tell you like i didn't i this is gonna sound fucked up but i didn't know how in the bag tanner was i thought he was like working shooting for the the stars I thought he just got lucky and heard these girls were coming here, and then he was going to come there and shoot his shot. So I was like, I really got to make these girls not even look at Tanner the whole time, thinking that they were going to play linemen on this game. And I did the Fun most- fact, I was in the best shape of my life. No way I'd get through these two chicks. They, Bro, had, they had height reach the whole nine. I did the most embarrassing shit I've ever done in my life in front of so many people on the side of that bar. You've been dancing. Just, yes, just to keep these girls entertained. Dude, not only did that, I did a fake accent. I pretended to be a different sexual orientation than I am now to make them more comfortable. And I pretended that I was such a good 
classically trained dancer that I could dance with both of them at the same time and not make it awkward. Did you pull it off? Absolutely not. <laughs> but were they off to the side for a few hours? Absolutely. Dude, I was talking so loud, everybody at the bar could hear what I was saying, too. Like, I came heavy. And I was sober. Like, I did not. It was, it hurt. It hurt my pride. But it was, I knew, I I was already getting drug out from my apartment in the middle of the night, like 2 o'clock in the morning. So homeboy could shoot a shot in a whole different state with the girl he met that night. So I already knew this story was going to get told one day. One day. So, it was fucking hilarious. I didn't want to be the guy that, that whole night was fucking funny. I probably yeah. went home with somebody from the steakhouse that night. Was that the night? That was the night that you you cut the big Yui in their yard, right? When we were leaving that night, was that that night? You just drove the truck into the grass and said "fuck it" and threw it. I threw that night. ass in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. That that shit was funny. But to be fair, we are at an hour and five. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So might want to go ahead and give us a sign off, big dog. All right. Well, we'll have to pick this up another. Yeah, time. man. There's yeah. still a lot of. We had to bring you back for another one. We got way too many stories. We do. That's what's that's what's glorious about this podcast. I don't think we'll ever run out of content. But thank you all very much for listening to episode two of the Forgotten Ranch uh, again. A little, just a little insight on what it's like working in the restaurant industry and and how that affects you as you uh, grow older and and mature in your life. Um, I hope everybody has a great evening, and I hope you all are enjoying everything that we're putting out. Appreciate it. Shit. <laughs>